0: Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing well, having a great day wherever you might be. A lot to get to on today's Locked On Cougars. am going to preview BYU versus St. Mary's. A place that BYU traditionally has found very hard to win is Moraga, I think this year is going to be different. We'll examine that game, let you know what you need to know about the Gales ahead of tonight's contest. A late tip, by the way, 9 o'clock Mountain Time. If you're planning on staying up, it'll be a late night. But you know what? We'll preview that game. We'll also talk some BYU football news and notes. An intriguing target has emerged for BYU in the transfer portal yesterday. We'll examine Ty Jones and the chances he could return to BYU. The former Provo High Star who had played at Washington and a lot more to get to ahead on today's podcast today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag as well as rock auto we'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little bit all right without further ado let's get into it here this is the locked on cougars podcast for january 14th 2021 What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU Cougars. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode, as well as leave us a rating and review if you don't mind as well. Let us know what you like about the show, what you think could be improved. Love your guys' feedback on the podcast cast appreciate you guys sending in that feedback as you guys do you, I can tell you this much many of you are not afraid to let me know when I've done something wrong or said something stupid and honestly I appreciate it any and all feedback is welcome in my world uh, positive, negative, no matter what it is, I truly appreciate the feedback. And I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast each and every day. So enough of the self-aggrandizement. Let's get into BYU basketball. They are in action tonight. They're in the Bay Area in Moraga, California to take on St. Mary's. Uh, The Gales come into this contest nine and three on the year. And Obviously, that record is going to stand out to you. You're going to think, okay, wow, St. Mary's is actually pretty good. Uh, What are BYU's chances in this game? Well, I think actually pretty high. BYU 9-3 in their own right. Both of these teams 0-1 in conference play to begin West Coast conference action. This is not uh, a typical Randy Bennett St. Mary's team. That 9-3 record has been built on the back of a bunch of cupcake games. If you look at their schedule, they reeled off, what was it, eight wins in a row. They opened the season with a loss a blowout loss to Memphis, and then went on to beat such stellar teams like Northern Illinois, Nichols State, Texas Southern, San Jose State, Uh, Let's see who else we got Sacramento State. Yeah, these are not world beaters that they have taken down. So BYU honestly might be their third best opponent. Their first two opponents that they've faced, they've lost. I think the two best they've faced are San Diego State and Memphis. BYU has beaten San Diego State. San Diego State pummeled St. Mary's just a little bit ago by 20, let's see, 25 points. So this is not your typical St. Mary's squad, I don't feel like. This is a game that BYU, which normally going to UCU Pavilion, which they call it now, uh, playing in Moraga, has just been a, a house of horrors for BYU for many, many years now. This is not a team that I think that BYU should fear as much as they have feared other Gales pro, uh, Gales' teams in the past. Tommy Coos is their leading scorer at 14.8 points per game. There are three other players averaging double digit points Logan Johnson, Alec Dukas and Matthias Tass uh, Tass, it might be Tass I'm not sure, but he's actually a big man who I actually have been impressed with the different points during his time in St. Mary's I think he's a solid player but all four of those players averaging double digits uh, and I I think BYU should go into this game really confident. This is, like I said, this is not a St. Mary's team that uh, screams to me they're going to beat the crap out of you. They average, as a team, 32.7% from beyond the arc shooting the three. They do not have a Jordan Ford on this team who is going to single-handedly light up BYU. And just by me merely stating the name uh, Jordan Ford, I probably have just doomed BYU to have some guard, maybe Tommy Coos or Logan Johnson, and go off on BYU tonight. I, man. I just look at this, and this should be a chance for BYU to break the hex that has kind of hung over their heads whenever they have played on the road against the Gales. I know that Randy Bennett, man, he, gets, he grates on your nerves. He still grates on my nerves. I'm in the media now, and I don't necessarily care about wins and losses. I'm looking more for storylines and for players to stand out, etc. But Randy Bennett, dude, he has just got this... <sighs> How do I describe it? This ability to make you want to to just scream at him and tell him to shut up, sit down, whatever. It's just he he's not a likable dude on the court, plain and simple. He may be a fine dude off the court. He could be a stand-up citizen in his everyday life. And I don't know much about his background, but man, is he just a guy that grates on your nerves when you watch him in game. He is constantly in the ref's ear, uh, barking about something. And it's just, he's one of those coaches that just, yeah, you, you come away thinking, okay, yeah, coach, take it easy. Take a chill pill. But you know what? I look at this game tonight for BYU as very, very winnable. Funny enough, this uh, the Bay Area swing for BYU, as I like to call it, when they go and play at uh, St. Mary's and also at San Francisco, Well, traditionally playing in Moraga has been the tougher game, especially in BYU's experience. This year, I think it might be a little bit flip-flopped. We'll do more of an in-depth look at what USF will have for BYU on Saturday on tomorrow's podcast. Just a little bit of a heads-up for you guys on that front, but... I really do think USF is the team BYU needs to be, I guess, wary or more wary of versus a team like St. Mary's. I, I don't mean any disrespect to the Gales. Uh, this has been a proud program for many, many years. Randy Bennett seemingly every season now is getting talked about taking other jobs in college basketball. He's done a masterful job building up the St. Mary's program from essentially nothing into a... NCAA tournament caliber program for a number of years there this year, though, I just don't see it. Now, if St. Mary's goes out and the hex of UCU pavilion continues on for BYU tonight. Well, Uh, You guys can blame me. I jinxed it, I suppose. But I, I just look at this, and I think this is a different BYU basketball program. I think Mark Pope's got these guys believing. They've picked up a number of big wins already this year. I think the biggest is that San Diego State win, notwithstanding the Aztecs having their issues over the past couple of weeks. But this is the type of game that BYU should be able to go in and get a win on the road in Moraga. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it is something to pay attention to, to see how BYU starts this game. Will they be sluggish? Uh, will getting on the road affect them in any way? I don't think it should. And I think guys like Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averitt should be you start slow. I can guarantee you those two in particular will be sure to get after their teammates to help them raise their game. Uh, one note that we haven't noted on this podcast yet this week is, is some sad news. Wyatt Lowell did rupture his Achilles against uh, Gonzaga after just three minutes of action that was the initial word I had heard on the night of the game talking with some people connected to the program I was told to sit on it and I have to respect their wishes but I was told it was season ending and I passed that along to you guys and yes it's a, a ruptured Achilles tendon and that's an absolutely just devastating injury for that young man I hope to see Wyatt Lowell back out there for BYU very very soon but It's going to take some time. Recovering from Achilles injuries, especially in basketball, it takes longer time than most other sports simply due to the fact you're playing on hardwood. You're cutting and driving and using all those muscles that build up in your legs and put stress on that Achilles tendon. You got to be very careful in building that strength back up. So here's hoping fingers crossed that while Lowell has no setbacks in his recovery, it goes as fast as possibly could be hoped for. And he's back on the court in short order for BYU and We'll see him back out there. He is the second season-ending injury for BYU this year. Obviously, Gavin Baxter going down with that ACL early on, earlier on in the season. BYU's front court's uh, significantly thinner right now than it was when the season started, but nonetheless, they have to soldier on and get ready for a big contest at St. Mary's tonight. So Once again, 9 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2. My condolences and my thoughts and prayers to you, those of you living on the East Coast. 11 p.m. tip-off for you guys out there in the eastern time zone I don't know how you guys do it in general with sports but 11 o'clock to watch BYU play you guys are the hardiest of the hardy BYU fans and I don't mean disrespect to other BYU fans but those of you on the east coast if you're staying up for this game a tip of the cap to you guys. And we'll, of course, recap this game for you guys tomorrow. And like I said, preview the San Francisco showdown there on the Hill in, at USF on tomorrow's podcast as well. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we do need to talk about some transfer portal news that could affect BYU. A guy that I'm very intrigued by and a guy that was very interested in BYU once upon a time, Ty Jones, has entered the NCAA transfer portal or announced that he will enter the NCAA transfer portal. We'll talk. About that, where BYU might stand with him and what the Cougars could offer a kid of his caliber uh, should he decide to join the BYU football program. We'll get to some thoughts on that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at BetOnline.ag. Love this company. If you're gonna get into the sports betting world, there's one place you should check out, and that's betonline.ag. Why? Well, it's the right place to go because they're happy to help you guys out and hopefully make you successful. And they're an online company, they're payoff are fast and easy. They want to take care of you guys and they got every sport you could ever want to bet on covered. You want to bet on cricket? They've got lines for that. You want to bet on I don't know, highlight the old sport that was the rage in like what, the 1970s? I'm sure they got odds on that. No matter what you're looking to bet on, the NBA, the NFL playoffs, college basketball, to name some of the current sports here Uh, close to home. If you want to bet on those, go to betonline.ag. You can get a free account now at betonline.ag. And when you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 50% 50% of your money back to you in terms of a welcome bonus. so you put in a hundred bucks you're gonna get 150 bucks to play with at betonline.ag via that 50% welcome bonus guys it's a great way to get started in the sports betting world so check it out now that's betonline.ag use the promo code locked on and get off the couch and get into the action with bet online your online sportsbook experts. Many of you are aware of what the NCAA transfer portal is all about, and obviously it is the database the NCAA has set up to allow college football programs, and every college program in essence, be able to contact players who are looking for a new home to continue to play their sport, and BYU football is constantly looking at the transfer portal, and Contrary to some thought, I think there is interest from BYU to find people and find athletes in the transfer portal who could come in and contribute to BYU. One such player has entered the portal, and he's a local kid. Played at Provo High School back when Provo was literally across the street from Brigham Young University. That is Ty Jones, a wide receiver playing for the University of Washington. He's been a Husky for the past four years. Six foot four, two hundred. 10 pounds give or take I would love to see Ty Jones come home and play for BYU. I think that the University of Utah is going to have a lot of interest in him as well. I will be stunned if he picks a program outside the state of Utah to finish out his collegiate eligibility. Uh, But I think this would be a fantastic pickup for BYU should they be able to convince a guy like Ty Jones to come home and play for the Cougars. I think one thing that's working in BYU's favor in this regard is that Dax Milne moved on. I think BYU should go to a guy like Ty Jones and say, you know what, Ty, you're a different player than Dax, we understand that, but we are losing a guy who had over 1,200 yards receiving this past season, and we need to replace that. We believe you can be that guy that can come in and replace that production for us. That should be BYU's selling point. That's what BYU should absolutely be hammering him on, on in terms of trying to get him to come play for the Cougars. Uh, Ty has been limited in terms of his action the past two seasons, only playing in four games in 2019 and 2020. He played in 10 games in 2017, 14 games in 2018. Uh, for his career, he has 702, uh, 702 receiving yards on 44 receptions across 32 games and six touchdowns. All six of those touchdowns did come uh, in 2018, so uh, his production the last couple of years has really fallen off. Sadly, but the hope is I think for a guy like Ty Jones is they find a new place to call home and come in and prove what you can do. And BYU, I think, would be a fantastic landing spot for this young man. Like I said, he's very familiar with what BYU's got to offer. He was firmly in the mix. BYU was firmly in the mix, was what I should say, for his signature when he's originally being recruited. Guy Holiday, formerly BYU's wide receivers coach, now the wide receivers coach up at Utah, was very instrumental in helping pique the interest of a guy like Ty Jones to come to BYU and his connection to guy holiday will absolutely have Utah in the mix as well but nonetheless if you're BYU you reach out you get Fessy Satake on the horn with him you get Aaron Roderick on the horn with him you get Kalani Satake on the horn with him and you sell him as hard as you possibly can in terms of trying to convince him to come home come home to Provo and play for the Cougars I think this would be an absolutely stellar pickup for BYU. I know wide receiver isn't necessarily a pressing need with guys like Gunnar Romney and Neil Pauu on the roster. You think guys like Cody Epps as well as uh, Chris Wilcox not Chris Wilcox, uh, Chris John, not Chris Johnson, who am I thinking of? Christopher Jackson. Man, I am struggling. I apologize. Christopher Jackson you would think would be guys that could step up and play a bigger role, but Ty Jones you loved him once before. Why not kick the tires on him once again and see if you can get him back to Provo and playing for BYU, we'll see what happens. I think he'd be a fantastic pickup. Should be BYU be able to land his signature? But I think they will face stiff competition from the University of Utah. Kyle Whittingham is not in the attitude of losing out on guys he wants to BYU. So the Cougars. They're going to have to sell Ty Jones on what they envisioned for him. But I think the nice part is you can go to him and say, we need to replace over 1,200 yards in our receiving department. Uh, we have a new quarterback. We get that. But we need somebody to come in and be the guy. And we believe you can be the guy for us here and come play for us. It should be a really simple uh, pitch to uh, a guy like Ty Jones. The nice part is I think some people wonder, well, is he able to get into school? Well, if he's a 2018 Academic All-Pac-12 Honorable Mention Honoree, and then 2019 was a Pac-12 Academic Honor Roll Honoree. So he's been a stellar a student athlete while he's been playing in Washington up there in Seattle. In my opinion, this should be a home run if BYU can get him on board. I would love to see Ty Jones playing for the Cougars after all these years. Still a long ways to go. His name is actually not even officially in the NCAA transfer portal, according to my sources. In his statement he put on social media, he said he'd be entering the NCAA transfer portal once he graduates from Washington. That will make him a grad transfer and immediately eligible. I know the rules expected to change here in August, but hey, as a grad transfer, it's already that loophole. You can transfer and play right away. And him being a junior, eligibility is frozen. So Ty could play for BYU for two more years, in theory, uh, should he decide that BYU is the place for him. Him. But nonetheless, uh, hoping that BYU can find some targets in the transfer portal, some guys to bring in. I think offensive line should be a place that BYU looks to either the Juco ranks or the transfer portal to bolster some of the depth there. Uh, Defensive back maybe is a place to look at as well, especially at safety. But I think BYU's roster is pretty well stocked. But if you can find difference makers in the roster and guys like Ty Jones, I would think you would think that he can be a difference maker. You go and try and get them, and especially a kid that literally went to school across the street from Brigham Young University. He's not a member of the Church of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Let's be clear about that up front. But he played high school ball in Provo. He he played at Provo High School. He gets what BYU is all about. Now it's a time. Can you sell him once again and finally get him in BYU blue? We'll find out, but best of luck to Ty Jones, best of luck to BYU in the recruiting uh, run-up to National Signing Day here. It wouldn't surprise me to see a couple of names continue to pop up on the recruiting front when it comes to BYU and what they're trying to do with regards to bolstering their lineup we'll be sure to pass along anything that i hear uh, I'll, uh guys like ty jones they pop up in the portal we're going to talk about them and here's hoping that byu can find a way to really upgrade their talent base and a guy like ty jones i think would absolutely fit the bill in terms of being one of those guys you say yes that's guy go get him he is a good pickup he'd be a good addition to this program I may be biased, but I think Ty Jones fits that bill. All right. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll run down some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletes and BYU sports. We need to catch you guys up on here on a Thursday. Uh, maybe a couple more thoughts on BYU and St. Mary's as well. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com, folks. We've talked a lot about this company over the past few months, but I'll tell you what, if you want the best option for getting the auto parts, your car, truck, or SUV, will need in any part, I mean that sincerely, well, rockauto.com is the right place for you to go. Why pay 30, 50, maybe even 100% more than you have to at a chain store or at a car dealership when you can get those parts for significantly cheaper at rockauto.com? This is a family-owned company, been online for 20 years, folks. They ship all the parts to your front door. They ship them right to you, and you can save the money and it's, it's, it's just a, no, it's a no-brainer. it's a no It's a win-win situation for you as a consumer. So check them out. Go to rockauto.com. Really easy website to navigate. Put in your car, the title, the year, the color, all that different stuff. Tell, tell the system what you need. It'll bring up every option available to you. You can search by price, the manufacturer. It's all customizable to your needs. That's at rockauto.com, guys. Love this company. Love what they're offering our listeners. And while you're there, checking out rockauto.com. Make sure to mention Locked On and the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way that they know that we sent you to check them out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. That's rockauto.com. All right, folks, a few things to touch on before we go here on this Thursday edition of the show. First off, let's we'll start off on the basketball front. Uh, Dave Rose, former BYU men's basketball coach, according to his wife, is going to be released from the hospital today to continue his rehabilitation at home via outpatient therapy. That is Very, very welcome news. Strokes are nothing to mess with, but everything I have heard about Coach Rose is he has made a significant improvement since suffering that stroke on New Year's Eve. And the fact that he's already headed home uh, by mid-January it's a minor miracle, and it's a miracle that Dave Rose is continuing to fight the good fight, and I I, I love this man. I, I've gotten to know Dave Rose on a different level, even since he left coaching. I knew him pretty good as a coach, but since he left coaching, I've gotten to know him on a different level and wishing him nothing but the best as he moves forward here with his rehabilitation. Here's hoping he's able to kind of get back to ordinary everyday life in short order as much as possibly can be recovered for him but is welcome welcome news at Dave McCann tweeting that out uh, via Dave Rose's wife Cheryl just fantastic fantastic news and we're all rooting for you Coach Rose and wish you nothing but the best as you continue to fight back from this stroke and as I've said on previous podcasts about, about Coach Rose the dude is an absolute fighter he absolutely gets after it and he has been doing his part and man and it's an inspiring story and we're wishing and hoping for the best. Our prayers continue to go out to him and his family as he continues to make this recovery. Some other notes to touch on here is congratulations to former BYU tight end Gabe Reed, uh, the former Cougar star. This is a really cool story, by the way. I don't know how many people know this and Gabe Reed, his son, Gabe Jr. is now playing at Stanford uh, from Timview high school, but Gabe Reed has been called as the new mission president to preside over the Australia, Sydney mission, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So congratulations to him. But him and his wife, Heather, uh, this is a crazy story. I didn't know this. And I was reading this in the Deseret News yesterday. He was born and raised in American Samoa before playing for BYU. And some some of you know that. Went on to play, for the NFL, play in the NFL for a time. But Gabe uh, actually had a strong impression when Russell M. Nelson announced a new temple for Pago Pago American Samoa. And they actually had made preparations to move back to American Samoa. Speaking of the Reed family, they had sent a load of possessions to the island before purchasing airfare, before COVID-19 prevented them from traveling there last summer. Uh, Gabe Reed said that they were they are still committed to moving down there, but obviously this new mission call is going to change things. They'll be going further south, going to Australia. Uh, Gabe Reed is just 43 years old, but congratulations to the Reed family. Really, really cool news. Uh, pretty inspiring to think that he was willing to move home to his homeland to go back to American Samoa but uh, man I I just look at this and to see him being called as a mission president a makes me feel old even though I am 10 years younger than Gabe Reed but nonetheless uh, this is a guy I grew up watching in a BYU uniform and fascinating to see him being called as a mission president but we wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward with that call and yeah if uh, he gets done With his mission service after three years and moves to American Samoa, hey, best of luck to him. Uh, He owns a construction and environmental construction management company, Uh, but this is really, really cool news, and congratulations to the Reed family on that mission call now final note for me on today's podcast is one other thing I wanted to talk about and is that is that the NWSL draft and it's the National Women's Soccer League is the professional league that governs uh, pro soccer here in America well uh, the Utah Royals obviously were a part of that and they are no they are no more they're moving back to Kansas City but BYU soccer midfielder star Michaela Coulahan who prepped at Davis High School before going to BYU was actually taken by the Orlando pride in the NWSL draft yesterday. She was the fourth pick of the second round, 14th overall. Actually really cool news and congratulations to Michaela as she moves forward here as a junior in 2019. She was one of 15 semifinals for the Mack Herman Trophy, which is women's soccer's Heisman Trophy. It's the best player in women's soccer. Uh, She had 16 goals and 7 assists as BYU went 29-2-2 in 2019. Jennifer Rockwood's program is currently preparing to play the spring season for their 2020 season. Technically, they usually play in the fall, but due to COVID, they have moved it. It'll be a conference only schedule this spring for BYU. And according to Greg Rebell last night, Michaela Coolahan, she will uh, play her senior seasons, I guess we should call it. She has plans to play both this spring and the fall for the 2021 season for BYU women's soccer before going pro. Her rights will be assigned to Orlando's college protected list until the start of the 2022 NWSL preseason. But all the same, a big congratulations to Michaela Coulihan. There's another big congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood, yet another Cougar going pro, getting that opportunity from her program. She is proving that she can get Cougars from Provo into the pro ranks, and that's something you can use in recruiting. There's no doubt about that. And when you went 29-2-2 two two, just in your last season that you played, you're doing something right. And women's soccer, BYU, is an elite, an elite program. If you don't watch the women's soccer program, I would encourage you guys to check it out. They play a high level of soccer, an entertaining style of soccer, and they get after it. Michaela Coolahan is among the best, if not the best player on that roster. So congratulations to her on getting that honor to join the Orlando Pride and start her pro career at some point in the not-too-distant future. Alright, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you guys each and every day. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, search out Locked On Cougars. If you want to follow my own uh, work on my own Twitter feed, it's at Jacob C hatch. Real easy to find. And if you'd like to email the show, feel free to do so as well. Send in your thoughts, your comments, angry angry missives, no matter what it is, email us locked at gmail.com is the email address to send those to all right that's going to do it for a thursday edition of the show have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for january 14th 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow